Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Grill the Pastor. I'm here today with Pastor Jay Mudd, who's uh, now planting a new church in the Orlando, Florida area. And welcome. Hey, good to be here. Excited to be grilled by Michael, so uh, pumped to be here. All right, I'm going to tell you my issues. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I'm just going to go right at it. Hit me. He says, I'm going to tell you my issues. I love it. So I'm a newer Christian. Yes. Very recently baptized. Jesus arrived to break down walls of religion, essentially, and make it bring everyone, everyone to God, everyone who, who believed in him. How do you think things have changed recently to sort of break down these walls of organized religion that people immediately box it into? I want to preface what I'm about to say because I think it's really important that I don't uh, come across as like um, uh, diminishing what the church, uh, capital C church, has attempted to do over the years because we we run to religion. That's what we do. We run to some kind of order because in our minds, um, I have I have five kids. And every one of them wants to know what they have to do to be to do things right, or what they want a checklist. They want to do things right, but there's a disconnect between our, our heart, our motives, and what we're actually doing. My concern here is this: is simply this: is that there's a lot of people sitting in churches today that are checking boxes and doing things that are good deeds and good things, but they're missing the whole point of what Jesus was was teaching and, and showing us. Why does it appear like the God in the Bible only favors Israel and that area? But you already had, say, a country like India that already had uh, their own religion for thousands of years. How can we say, how can we actually make a claim that, you know, what they believe is false? Here's the thing is all religions are looking for the end game of eternal life, whatever that afterlife is looking for, they all point to the same place. So Jesus very clearly says in the Bible, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, what he was proposing, what he was showing was like, I'm going to go and, and take care of this debt that's always been there. Now, you mentioned Israel earlier and like, you know, God has this favoritism towards Israel. God has a special place for the people of Israel. Um, it's in scripture. It's biblical. There's nothing wrong with it. But Israel also did not, you know, accept him for who he truly was. And God said, okay, we're going to open it up. And now, you know. But if God is God, mm -hmm. he's God of everything, all of us, mm -hmm. why would he not? have made it easier for the entire continent of India to accept and adapt to this new, this whole new way of thinking, this whole new religion, or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, again, you have to look at mankind. It's not that God doesn't want to make himself available. It's that mankind has a hard heart and doesn't want to accept the truth. Um, that's the reality, is mankind doesn't want to accept the truth. It's available to everybody. This truth is widespread and available to everybody. I know people in different countries where they believe the same truth that I believe. In fact, I would say in places like China and India, um, it's running like actually God is doing a great work there and people's lives are being transformed under great persecution at times. But it's happening because people are accepting that truth. And I think the question itself is not like why God wouldn't allow it. It's more along the lines of mankind is not, uh, is, is has a hardness of heart that's not allowing it. 
Imagine you were uh, of descent in India for generations. Your family's been practicing Hinduism. I mean, to suddenly take on an entirely different set of beliefs is it's super tough. So I'll answer you. I grew up not believing. My family, I didn't know that about you. My family grew up not believing. I don't come. No, I didn't. I didn't so know. That I about did not. I did not start following Jesus till I was 17 years old. And here's the difference: is I can name off the people, and I've, I've, I've said this in multiply. You know, CJ, Chrissy, Jeremy, uh, Sheila. I can name off people, and they shared with me. And in those moments, God was at work. God was using them. All the pieces came together, and my life was changed. In the same way. There's going to be people who grow up with Hinduism and different, different types of religious backgrounds where their life is going to be flipped on a dime and it's going to be changed. One, because someone's going to share with them the truth of God's Word. That's why we're commissioned as Christians to go and make disciples. This is why it's so important that we don't neglect that commission that God has given us to go and make disciples because there are people who are in this cycle where they grew up in it, they were born in it, they won't know any different until someone tells them the truth. Is there an evil force? And is that Satan? I'll answer your question really short and simple in the fact that yes, I do believe there's an evil force, there's an enemy. There is a, um, the Bible describes him as a, a lion on the prowl. There's an enemy that is very active still today. Um, there's a spiritual realm that we are, uh, I think, unaware of to an extent that there's a spiritual battle going on. In other cultures, though, um, let's say in, in uh, I don't know specifically if it's, I think it's somewhere in Asia. I think there's the yin yang, right? Okay. Did you ever see the yin yang? I know what the, the black know, and yes, the, yeah. that represents the black and the white are one and the same. There's a dark side and a light side to everything. They have sort of this good versus evil, um, same principles. Okay. Um, do you think that that is reflective of, is it similar? That's what makes every story a good story is there's gotta be a bad guy and a good guy, right? We are fascinated by it because it's a real thing and we all know it's real. We all know deep down inside there's this evil and there's this good. and. And, and, you know, if you look in Scripture, uh, Satan is a fallen angel. And so used to be good and now, you know, decided, hey, he wants to be just like God. And God said, no, cast you out um, and can only now do anything under the permission of God. Because if you look at the book of Job, remember, he had to ask for permission. He had to get permission for Job to, to interact. And like, so it's, it's not as if he has full reign, um, but he is very active and he wants to destroy the work of God. And so there is this battle of good and evil, and that takes place in our lives with temptation. I see it every day. Yeah. If the enemy wants to lure us in with these temptations and, and whatnot, uh, could it be that it's really not a spiritual enemy per se? Could it just be that that's part of our makeup, that we have something called an, an ego and the ego part of our mind? Not the, the Freudian ego. Um, it's more of like the ego that's talked about in, um, I guess, like a, a consciousness uh, talks, where there's this ego part of our mind that wants to tempt us with these things. And it's just another part of our mind really doing it. 
But again, the struggle I go with that is the Bible teaches us. Again, we have to go to our source of truth. The Bible does tell us, though, and it's very clear, there is an active evil. We can't can't deny there's an evil one that is out there attempting us and and trying to entice us to do those things. Um, But there is the, the pride part in each of us as well. That's the sinful nature that's already there. And the enemy just capitalizes on that. He uses that against us. There's a, there's a book. I don't know if you've read it or not. Have you ever read the book Screwtape Letters? I've heard of it. Never read it. Okay. I want to encourage you to read that. You should read it. C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite authors. Um, I like the way he writes and right. things of that sort. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, right? Yeah. That's what he's most famous for. But Screwtape Letters yeah. is a fascinating book. I think that also pulls back the curtain a little bit of how the enemy works. And really, it's based off of uh, the the evil one who has his his nephew out there doing some work, and he talks about the temptations and how he can get the get the Christian or the the person to to you know run from God versus to God, um, and so that is literally happening. And I think every day of our lives. So I think it's more than just our ego; it is more than just our pride. I think those things the enemy uses to entice us. Please leave your questions in the comments below so that we can have more content for future episodes. And I want to thank you for watching and stopping by. Please subscribe. Uh, We're growing this channel. I think it's going to be a really interesting journey. And uh, thanks again, Pastor J. Mudd. Of course. Anytime.